Welcome back to another episode of the Peak Signing Agents Podcast with me, your host, DVO, Derek Van Otten. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. I don't know if you've noticed, but I think I'm finally happy with my setup here. So if you haven't noticed, hopefully you haven't, but if you have noticed, I have been, for the last couple months actually, I have been fine-tweaking this podcast by changing different cameras, different microphones... I think I'm finally happy with this setup. Last week was the first time I used the actual setup that I think I will be using going forward. I'm very happy with it. I want to bring you the best video quality if you're watching on YouTube or or Spotify. I want to bring you the best audio if you're listening to you know podcast platforms. So thank you for bearing with me as I've been kind of adjusting and trying to find the right setup. I'm happy about it. So if you haven't yet, though, to show support for this podcast, subscribe to me on YouTube, subscribe or follow on podcast platforms, leave a rating, it it greatly uh, helps me out. Also, the one thing you can do to help me out is by clicking on our affiliate links in the description. I'm really proud of the affiliates that I got for the podcast and for the sponsors. And so if you think that that will help, please click on those. And the best way that you can help spread the word about the podcast is sharing it. Let your other signing agents or notary friends know about it. Post it in Facebook groups. I'd appreciate it. So thank you if you can. Uh, Anyway, let's get into the episode. I've got a story to tell you. So there was a post on a recent Facebook group. I don't know the Facebook group. I don't know what state or the name of the person who posted this. It was deleted. I'll talk about that. Why? Um, But anyway, I want to read what this person posted. And I want to talk about it a little bit. It's an interesting story. It's a long story. I'm going to read it. Someone actually took screenshots and sent it to me. So that's how I got it. I don't know the name of the person. I don't know anything about it. So I don't want to sound like I'm picking on anybody or anything like that. Uh, But anyway, this signing agent shared a story about a signing. And uh, it was pretty intense. So I thought, let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Let me talk about... What the the signing agent did right, what they did wrong, how we could prevent this in the future, and how I'm going to give you some more tips about this that that will help you, okay? Because if you're thinking, well, okay, great, I love a good story, but of course, I'm going to tell you a story, and I'm going to bring you value from that story. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. Sorry if this post is long. I had the worst experience today as a signing agent. I originally went to this borrower's home a week ago. The borrower reviewed the settlement statement and the closing disclosure. He was not happy about the numbers and called his loan officer while I'm at the table. After a short conversation with his loan officer, he decided not to sign. I don't care when people decide not to sign. People have to do what they feel is best for them. I packed up my stuff and left. So today I got new documents and I went out to this borrower's home again. We did the signing in the front yard because the home was in a really bad shape. The front yard is also fenced in. So this time he reviewed both the settlement statement and closing disclosure. He was good with the numbers and we started to sign. So we get to the deed of trust and he was scared to sign it. I explained when I handed him the document that the deed of trust secures the lender's interest for putting out the loan. I told the borrower, feel free to call your loan officer with any questions. He decided to keep signing, so we continued. Then we get to the 4506C form, that's a tax form, and there are two of them. 
At this point, the borrower said, I don't want to go through this anymore. I asked him to call his loan officer just to let him know that he decided not to sign and I was going to call my people. So I assumed the, the signing service. I started packing up my stuff and he demanded that I leave the documents with him. I told him, sorry, I had to put my notary, I had put my notary stamp on several of these forms and I'm going to have to destroy them. At, the, at that point, he insisted on me leaving the documents and I told him no. The borrower then lunges and tried to grab my notary journal because he was going to hold it hostage for the documents. I wrestled my journal away from him and I tried to leave. His yard is fenced, so when I tried to leave, he pushed me and would not allow me to leave. I shoved the guy off of me and told him to back away. There were people outside, so I yelled, Help! Call 911! I'm being assaulted and he, and he won't le let me leave. People started to come over and see what was going on. The borrower got flustered and backed away from the gate. I grabbed all my stuff, including the documents, and went to my car and called the cops. The cops didn't do much because it was, it was a he said type of situation. I spoke to the lender uh, and the signing service, and I feel lucky it was me that went. I'm six foot two, 300 pounds. This could have turned really bad for someone who could have uh, who couldn't defend themselves. I have done hundreds of signings and never experienced anything like this. I did get a small uh, cut on my thumb when he pushed me into the fence. When I did my completion report for that signing, I submitted a pic of a picture of the cut on my thumb. Rant over. Pretty intense, right? That that is uh, definitely an intense situation. Who's wrong here? Was the borrower, the signer, were they wrong? Was the notary signing agent wrong? I'm gonna let you guys think about that for a moment while I kind of put my notes together here. Because I want to talk about, I want to break this down a little bit. I want to talk about the things that the signing agent did right, the things the signing agent did wrong, and kind of talk about whose fault was this? Uh, did this go too far? Did this escalate way more than it needed to? Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it did, right? Um, so let me talk about some of the things that I think the signing agent did right, some of the things I think they did wrong. Um the moral of the story, I guess you could say. Maybe some safety things I want to talk about as well. I think it's important to, to be safe while we are out there as loan signing agents. So what if I tell you... Actually, hold on. I want to say this first. There's two sides to every story, right? We just heard the signing agent's story. We have not yet heard the borrower's story. They might have a different version, a different version of the story. So I kind of like think this way. There's usually two sides, at least two sides of every story, and the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle there, all right? And I think this is also one of those cases, because we heard the signing agent side of it, and we, as signing agents, might side with them. We've been in situations that were maybe difficult or uncomfortable, uh, maybe not in this uh, capacity of being assaulted, but we've been in situations like this where it gets a little uncomfortable, and we are signing agents. We can relate to other signing agents. So I think it's easy to go uh, and side with a signing agent. But I also want to go and look on the side of the borrower. Because I think this could have all been avoided because this was all the signing agent's fault. Shocking? Are you shocked by my answer, by my response? I do think this is the signing agent's fault. 
but let me break it down for you, okay? So the first thing he did right was the signing agent said that he go, he went over the settlement statement and the closing disclosure. That's right. That's exactly what I do too. Now, me personally, I don't shuffle the pages around. I leave them exactly where they are. So sometimes the settlement statement might be at the very front. Uh, sometimes it's maybe a few pages into to, to some title documents. Sometimes the closing disclosures is at the very front. Sometimes it's in the middle of, of the package. So I never move... So I'm getting into some tips here for you guys. I never move the documents around. I like to leave them where they are because that's probably how they want it. But I put little tabs and I will do the settlement statement and the closing disclosure first. That's the first thing I do because usually 99.9% .9 of the time, if the numbers on the settlement statement and the closing disclosure are correct, then the rest of the documents will go by pretty quickly because those are the final numbers. That's what they really care about, right? They care about, hey, What's my interest rate? What's my loan amount? What's my monthly payment? Like that's really what they care about. And if that matches correctly from what they were told, then they're usually pretty good with that. So I, he was right. I always start with that first because he started with that first on the very first signing that he did a week before. That was the first thing they did. The signers weren't happy with the numbers. They called their loan officer. They quit the signing. You want to do that early. If they're going to quit the signing, you want to do that early, not when you're halfway through. So he did the right thing. The second right thing he did was call his loan officer. He said, hey, call your loan officer. Now, during the package, usually there, there's some forms in there that maybe you're not familiar with or maybe they're state specific and that's not your state and you're not familiar with those forms. So in that case, if, if, if people have questions, I say, okay, let's just put this to the side. That way, if we have more questions later, we can make one phone call and answer all your questions at once. Uh, most people agree with that. So that's another tip for you is if there's usually uh, an issue with maybe a, a form that they're not very familiar with, it's not like a deal breaker, just some, a form that they're not familiar with, put that to the side because there might be more forms later and that way you make one phone call, get all your questions answered. But in this case, if you do the closing disclosure and the settlement statement first, those are the final numbers. So if there's an issue there, let's catch that early. If there's an issue with that, call right away. So he did the right thing. He went over those two forms first, said, hey, call your loan officer if you have any questions. And everything that he did so far was correct. All right. Let's keep breaking down this story. So they're going through it. He doesn't, the, the second time, the borrower doesn't feel comfortable. He's like, hey, I, uh, don't, I don't want to sign this. He says, call your loan officer, let him know. Um, the borrower says, I want, I want to keep those documents. And the signing agent says, no, I'm keeping them. So the signer doesn't feel comfortable and they grab the journal. So here's the other problem here, or here's actually the, the, the first issue I want to bring up is the notary, the signing agent left the journal on the table. Don't do that. You need to secure your journal. When you're done with the journal entry, put it in your bag. You should put your journal in your bag. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't say number one so no one steals it. I mean, usually you don't have to worry about that. In this case, he had to worry about it. Someone was trying to steal his journal. Uh, but obviously, what, if, what they were outside, right? What if what if it gets knocked over? It falls into some dirt. Like that's not good for your journal. What if somebody had a drink outside and they spilled the drink on the journal? Also, not good. So there could any any issue could arise. That's why you need to secure your journal. So as soon as you finish your journal entry, put it back in your notary bag. If you're in a state that doesn't require. Uh, a, a journal or they allow e-journals, I should really say, if you're in a state that, uh, that allows e-journals, get the e-journal. For example, Notary Act. It's secure. It's safe. It's just 
It's in, it's in your phone. You don't have to worry about someone taking it or spilling their drink on it. It's secured into the cloud. You're safe there. So click on my affiliate link if you're interested in an e-journal. So that would be a, that'd be a safe thing to do as well. So don't leave your journal out. Uh, you know, what if they have kids and their kids come over and want to play around, right? And you're now you're distracted with their kids because they're playing with your journal. Again, keep it secure. Uh, the good thing he did was he, when he was attacked, he yelled for help. Hey, someone help. Please help. So he did that correctly. Now, did this borrower assault the notary agent? He did. The, the signer is also at fault because he assaulted somebody. He went a little too far. Uh, but again, this could have been prevented from the signing agent standpoint. So what should you do? What do you guys think you should do? Go kind of think about it. What would you have done? They want their documents. So now let's put ourselves in the shoes of the borrower. We don't know what's happened from b- before we got there. We don't know what happened. Obviously, the first time the numbers were off, he wasn't happy. Now, the second time he's not happy, the signer's not happy about something else. We don't know what the uh, relationship has been like with this borrower and their loan officer. They might have had a, a roller coaster relationship, and now the signer just does not feel comfortable. And we have to respect that. We have to respect that they just don't feel comfortable at this point. We don't know what's happened, but for some reason, they don't feel comfortable anymore, and they don't want to go through with it. Maybe they didn't get to the point where the signing agent said, hey, this is, you know, I, I, don't, I think it was a refinance. Um, but hey, you know, you got three day right to cancel. We don't know. But this is what the, this is what the signer knows. The signer knows that they don't feel comfortable with this lender anymore. They have signed documents and, the, and those documents are now notarized. They don't know what the, they don't know the notary. The notary might just go turn it in. They might want to cancel, but the notary still turns it in and they go and process this loan that they don't want. Because they sign documents. The, the, the signer doesn't know the process. The signer doesn't know what we know. right? We, we have some insight because we, we're notary signings. We've been doing this. We have some insight. We know the process. We know that we're going to go shred these documents. Or as the uh, signing agent explained, he's, gonna, he's going to destroy them. So the signing agent knows, hey, you can trust me. I'm going to destroy these. I'm going to shred these when I get home. But the signer doesn't know you. The signer doesn't know who you are. You might say that, but they don't know what's really going to happen. They obviously don't have trust in this lender. They don't want them having any documents that are signed and notarized. This is where the signing agent messed up. He should have given the documents back. Yes, he did sign. He did notarize documents. Does he need to destroy the documents? No, he does not need to destroy them. He needs to destroy his notarization stamp. This is what the signing agent should have done. He should have said, okay, you can have these documents. Have them. I don't, what, what do we need them for? We don't need them. So if you, let's just say you're making a correction. You're making a correction on your notary section. For example, the state. So you're going to cross out, oh, I'm not in, okay, a lot of you probably know I live in Utah. Oh, we're not in Colorado. I'm going to line through the word Colorado. I'm going to initial it. And then I'm going to uh, make the correction. So that's what you're going to do to make a correction. You're going to strike through once, initial, make the change. Let's just say you're notarizing and you've made a mistake on your stamp. I'm sure a lot of us have done it. We stamped over uh, a funny set of documents and it didn't, 
you know, put the impression correctly. Maybe the table was a little warped or had a crease in the table, and we stamped over that, and it didn't make the correction. Make didn't make the seal impression correctly. So what do we do? What do we do if we make a mistake during our notarization? We again we put one line through it. We strike through once, initial it, and then re-stamp it. Right. That's how you do a correct. Uh, correction. Really, what you should do is actually swap it out from a copy. Hopefully, you print copies and swap it out. But, you know, for example, you didn't or they messed up the second time. Uh, you're going to strike through your, your stamp, your seal, and initial that because it's a correction and restamp it. So, what will you do in this case? You're going to cross it out. You're going to cross it out twice. No initials because you're not making a correction. You're actually erasing your notarization. So, if you cross it out, you put a big X through your uh, notary stamp. The county, the lender, they can't record with that. That is what he should have done. The signing agent should have said, okay, no problem. You want to cancel? You want to keep these, these signed and notarized documents with you? Then yes, you can. Strike through every single notarization and give the documents to the borrower. That is how it should have been handled. Now, again, yes, this borrower assaulted, assuming what we read was all correct, the signer assaulted the signing agent. Thankfully, he, like he said, he was okay. And and this is where it gets deleted from Facebook, okay? Facebook groups are a great place for us to vent sometimes. Because like I mentioned in the episode where I talked about uh, collaborating with fellow notaries, a lot of people don't know what we go through. We don't have anyone we can talk to. We don't have our spouse, a friend, a, another business owner. They, we can't explain to them the, the ups and downs of the notary signing agent world that's why it's good to collaborate but also another good place is with facebook groups or in any you know clubhouse whatever whatever format it is where you can kind of talk with other notaries and you can vent this post sounded or started off as a venting situation but then it started turning into a rant and that's why it got deleted Okay, because you can't do that because then you have all these comments coming in. It just starts getting polarizing and people said, oh, you did this right. You did this wrong. It, it gets a little too far. And so I think it started off this this post started off from a good place of venting to I'm going to start ranting. In fact, he ended it with rant over. And also you're, you might start scaring people like, hey, good thing it was me, a man who's six foot two and 300 pounds. I can get another man off of me. It starts scaring other people who maybe are, are smaller or can't defend themselves. And they're like, oh my gosh, I now I'm scared to, to be a signing agent. So I think that's also why it was deleted. And I understand if I run a Facebook group for local uh, notaries in my area, and if this was posted, I also probably would have deleted it once I, I kind of started reading more and started seeing some polarizing comments. I, I agree with the admin of this group to remove it. So luckily, someone sent me some screenshots, so I've got it to, to, to read with, with you guys. Um, anyway, that's what I'm saying in this episode. The, the, that's how you handle the situation. The signing agent was wrong. The borrower was, was wrong for assaulting the signing agent. Okay, don't get me wrong there. They, they were wrong. But again, I'm putting myself in their shoes. I don't know the, the whole situation with the lender. It sounds like there's been an up and down roller coaster of a ride for this signing. And they just have had, it was finally the last straw. They don't want to go through with it anymore. And I don't blame them. If the borrower decides, I don't want to do this anymore, then they have to respect that. We, as signing agents, need to respect that. And the best way he could have done the signing agent in this example was cross out all of his notarizations and leave the documents 
with the bar. He would have been safe. He would have had a peace of mind. Because it's, it's their information, right? It's it's the borrower's information. You're fine leaving the, leaving it with them. It's their social, their job, their assets and liabilities. You're totally safe leaving the documents with the people whose information is on the paperwork. But you, a stranger to them, and they don't want you having that anymore, you can't just take off with it. You've got to leave it with them. So cross it out, okay? And I'm sure... This sign, I don't want to attack the signing agent because I'm sure he's never been in this situation before in his life. In fact, for 99.99999% of us, we will never experience anything like this. But you never know what could happen. The loan signing system, uh, one of our sponsors, so again, click on that. But they have a roundtable discussion. I don't know if it's on YouTube or if it's in the training course. That's why it's great to have the training course. But they had a roundtable with about six females from all over the country, from Ohio, Indiana, California, uh, Illinois, Nevada. There was like a bunch of signing agents, uh, females. They all came together and had a round table with uh, Mark Wills and they talked about safety and security. So I don't want to spoil anything. You should go watch that. Again, it might be on YouTube. It might be in the course. Check it out. They talk about it, but I want to give you guys some tips because my wife is a signing agent. She doesn't do much. I mean, she probably does Maybe one a month. I mean, not much. Mostly she does like the Spanish speaking ones for me that I can't do. But anyway, this is what we do to be safe. I've actually given my... So we both carry handguns in our car. We never take them into the house. In our state, it's not legal unless we have permission. But we're not going to ask if we can bring our handgun in. We, we feel fine. Okay. People know we're there. The real estate agent, the escrow officer, the loan officer. A lot of people know that we're showing up. <laughs> so we feel pretty safe. We won't worry too much. But this is what me and my wife do. So we, I also have give has given her a knife to carry, uh, whether in her bag or in the car. And the knife is utilitarian and also for security. If she needs to defend herself, she has a knife. On one end is the knife. The other end has a, a seat belt cutter. So if she ever gets trapped, she can you know cut off her seat belt. And also has at the at the butt end of the knife, it has a glass break. So she, she needs to break through. To get out the window for whatever reason. Again, it's just for safety. So she has got that. But me and my wife, we actually sync up our devices. We both have Apple devices and we sync up our devices. So our calendars are synced up with each other. We know where each other are at at all times. So whether you do this with a significant other or a friend or you know a colleague, a uh, fellow notary, but you know you can let them know. I know some signing agents will drive their spouse will drive them and just wait for them in the car if it's if it's in a maybe a sketchy neighborhood or kind of after hours, uh, just to make sure everyone feels safe. I know I, I know signing agents that that will do that at night. And uh, so anyway, me and my wife we have our calendar synced up, so we always know where each other are at. And our devices have a built-in app called Find My, and you can find devices. You can find. Uh, accessories like I have a, I have an air tag on my briefcase uh, but also we can find each other's locations we can see where each other are at now some people might think oh that's creepy you guys are stalking each other no this month we've been married 10 years we've been together 13 years neither of us are jealous neither of us worry like oh where are you at are you out sneaking around we have zero worries about that okay we fully trust and love each other the reason why we do it again is for security, is for safety. In case we, we also had it on our teenager when she lived with us. So we, we can see our teenager in case, what if something, she got kidnapped, right? We were just, we just want to make sure everyone was safe and secure. But the other reason was because 
you know, if I was in a signing, I don't want them calling me or texting me. So my wife and my daughter could always track my location and they could say, hey, where's dad? Where's where's Derek at? And look, oh, he's at someone's house. Okay, let's leave him alone. Let's not call or text him uh, because he's busy right now. And they would leave me alone. And they could see when I left again, They could then they would call me. So we did that more for convenience, but also it's a safety feature because if my wife was at a signing uh, and she hasn't, you know, she it's been over an hour and she's something's going on. I can see, oh, is she still at the house? Is she on the road? She had a gas station. It's just security. So these are just some things that me and my wife do uh, just to kind of give you guys some insight to be safe and secure. Uh, and I want to share the story with you to show you how to handle something difficult like this. And I might talk more about some other difficult situations that might uh, arise during signings. But I just thought this was a great story I could share with because it sounds compelling, right? It's a pretty interesting story. I thought it was really interesting. But I started breaking it down more and I was like, actually, I think the signing agent was wrong here. <laughs> so anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys are crushing it. We're getting to the good part of the year. People are in the mood to start buying, selling, moving. And so I hope business is going to start soaring for you because you are a rock star. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.